He's he's jamming over there. Look at him. <laughs> you know what? I didn't even have music on right now. Sometimes it's just the music in your head that gets you going, DK. You ever just been that way? Just I, I do that where... all the time. You know what I yeah. do it the most though is airplanes. What's that? Airplanes. Uh, I, I get into my own little space. Yeah. You know, is I, I just yeah. I don't want to be bothered by anybody who's around me. So I'm kind of like I just sit there. I find something and I'm like. You know, yeah, it's all good. It's all good. It's all good. You can't touch me where I am right now. You, you know? know what's good? You know what's uh, good? This mm. show. Did you ding a bell? You hear me ding the you bell? Ding the right bell. There? I did. Did y'all like the bell ding, man? Yes, Cody. I'm putting the first comment up today again. We were great timing, guys. Hey, DK, take a bow. I, I take a bow because I came running at you like Pavlov's dog when you dinged the bell. Yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah, man. no doubt. Yes, man. indeed. You know, Moan, before we get to all the good stuff, meaning the stuff that the viewers bring to the program, I, I want to ask you, and I've been meaning to do this for a while here to, to tell me your genuine thoughts on Dan Moore, because you have been, and I'm not saying this in an accusatory way, you have been higher on him than most. And I know that there's a reason for that. And I also know that you know more than most. Yeah. So let's hear your thoughts on him right now. Not so much where he fits in 2023 or anything, but what he's done to date. What he's done today, cool. I do like Dan Moore. I, I I did. We did put pressure on him last year. To be fair, too, did we not? We called a spade a spade. If it's bad, DK, we got to call it bad, right? I even said last year, if he don't get this together, something's going to happen. The latter part of the season, he got it together. The reason I like Dan Moore, and you said, what has he done, DK? He won the opening. Uh, open. He, he won the left top tackle job on opening day weekend. He did. That's number one. That's not an easy feat. He had competition to do those things. He was also a fourth round draft pick, if I'm not mistaken. He wasn't expected to do that. So there's something somewhere in him that the coaches said we can build around this guy. You don't start a fourth rounder at left tackle with Ben Roethlisberger as your quarterback as a rookie, and he not have something. I told you, uh, he's played well that rookie year. He's going up against some really good guys in his time with uh, Bud, TJ he sees, Alex Highsmith he sees. So I'm, I'm not hearing any of those guys say we're worried about him. I'm not hearing the coaches say we're worried about him. What has he done? Been available, inconsistently consistent at times, right? And he has a knack for physicality. Those things I love about him. He also has the size. He has the pedigree. He's a big athlete. I'll put it this way. I think I almost feel like if he had a different number, we'd look at him a little bit better because the 65, what is he, 65, 64, it just looks different at times. 65, time. yeah. It just looks different in time. But because I associated with guard, and I think most people look at the athletic guy, well, he's got to wear 70-something or, you know, some one of those numbers. The guy is fine. I look at him and I, and I still say to myself, he's young. It takes O-line time sometimes. 
going into year three right now. He should have his feet planted on the ground, DK, understanding the offense, understanding the offseason, understanding how to be a pro. And I say he's just going to grow from there. He's had two whole years of 1,000 reps play, 1,000 play reps. He's gotten better. He hit a lull, DK, and I'm here for that lull too because everybody has a stretch in their careers to where it really has to reset yourself a little bit. I had one of those too. I like the kid, man, and I think he's going to get better from year three, four, five, six, seven, eight. I guess I guess the thing that jumps out for me, and, and maybe it shouldn't, but here again you can clarify this for me is when you're taking a lot of penalties, and we were at the point where Dan Moore was a, he was a guaranteed flag on the first drive. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Now that tells me, as the non-NFL offensive lineman, that tells me he's either entering the game unprepared or the other team was prepared for a way to beat him, and he, as a result, had to compensate by holding them. That's fair. DK, but the way or I look at it. false start. Or false start. False start. The, the false start is something that's mental. He can fix that type of thing. Let's say they got him on a holding call or something like that, right? That's mm-hmm. that's the penalties we're looking for. Holding, um, that's the most egregious one at the offensive line. Hands to the face, I don't really look at that one. That's quick technique, okay? For a guy that gets holding calls, it's learning the technique. It's also having what who's rushing him when he do these types of things. Is he not preparing for the backup as much as he is the starter? You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Those are things that, to your point, that are fixable visual things to where the preparation aspect, one, let's say this too, who's been his mentor? He really hadn't had any. Not one. In fact, I- in fact, he was kind of seen. This I can tell you, Moan, and you've experienced that from being around these guys yourself. Uh, he, in a way, was kind of being that guy. Like, he was the one who would say stuff to me like, hey, when I run into so-and-so in the parking lot and whatever else here and we just want to talk about something, we can do that out there. That was coming from him as if he was the veteran. This is a – for those of you who have not heard or seen a lot of Dan Moore, if he's just a name or, like Moan said, a number, 65, whatever, um, you have not heard one of the most well-spoken – young men on this roster yeah and that's what drives me kind of bananas about him because I think the Steelers want so badly for him to succeed not just because left tackles cost a million dollars and right else here I just the one thing I have a hard time gauging here is how much do they value him are they looking at him as man we got to replace him we've got to replace him do you see what I'm saying here I I do get that And it's always the case, too, right? Like, everybody's replaceable, and you got to keep your tape hot at all times. But, DK, to rearrange that offensive line, again, I'm saying all this right now, and they can do whatever they want to on draft day, right? Mm -hmm. But I I look at that position, I say, well, who's the guy that you actually want? They've had guys come in that room, okay, and compete against him and still didn't beat him out also. So that says there's something there. The proof's in the pudding. Believe the film when it gives you to you. Having dry spells is a part of this game. Those are scars to me. And I thought he got better. His last half of the season, would you want him as your starting left tackle? I mean, I wouldn't have had a problem with it. And and that's the point of it all right there. So he learned or whatever switch he needed to turn on, it actually did. We didn't hear his name, DK. We did not mention him whatsoever. And more times than not, they were running left. He's a people mover. 
He's also athletic as heck when it comes down to getting guys uh, around the quarterback. Now, to the holding points, right? Mm-hmm. That is technical. That is not outthinking yourself. That's, okay, I'm expecting a bull rush, but he beats me around the edge. That is learning how to watch film. Donnie jumps in with a year three Dan Moore is better than any tackle in the draft. That's that. wrong. Will you? Yes. Oh, I thought you liked I mean, these tackles. I, I do like these tackles, but okay. we got to reset how we look at them. They're guys that are super young coming out. Dan Moore's mature already in the league, too. And this is also the other part of it, too, DK. A lot of these tackles this year are guards yes and you have spoken about that with me and this has been off the camera about a couple of guys in particular that when teams have gone to see them including the pittsburgh steelers have gone to see these guys they look at them they're lining up a tackle they're going through drills to tackle whether it's pro days whatever it is and the steelers are thinking to themselves that's a guard but we like that player as a guard Yes, 100%. I've had that conversation with guys. But look at the number one guy everybody's calling out right now, Skoronsky out of Northwestern. Oh, he's started so many games at left tackle. He's phenomenal. You know what he's projected as? Hmm. A Pro Bowl guard. A guard. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That look like Paris, <laughs> Paris from, uh, from, from uh, Ohio State, Paris Johnson. Paris Johnson. Oh, my gosh. Athlete out of this world. You know mm-hmm. what he's projected at or what he could play? He could play guard. A guard, right? Yeah. So I'm looking at all of these situations. I say to myself, the one guy that I do love a lot, but is high risk though too. And I've told you this is uh, uh, Broderick Moore from from Georgia. Broderick Jones from Georgia. Yeah, you like I, him a lot. I yeah. love him as an athlete, but he's projected to be uh, a young guy that you got to develop and everything else too. And you know how that can go, DK. Like I rather know my protection is going to be solid from day one, week one with Dan Moore than I would with a young rookie who I think may have high side to him. And that's the mm-hmm. thing, too. You're just going to outright cut Dan Moore? Just like that, right? Uh, Steelers Nation on fire. Thanks for the contribution. That helps to keep this show healthy and vibrant and right here on your YouTube channel every weekday as we are at 4 p.m. Uh, Eastern's 3 p.m. Central. We're happy to have you. We're happy to have everybody on board. However... However, all of this has just been a stalling tactic, Moan. Yeah. What's coming up next is the only segment that matters. That's Hey Moan. All of Hey Moan. At DK Pittsburgh Sports, we take pride in coverage that connects our city's fans to their favorite teams. Now, that connection's stronger than ever. Introducing our all-new state-of-the-art app. Find expert inside reporting and original podcasts. Check live box scores. Track the latest stats. Chat it up with our community of thousands of fans, all in one place. The new app from DK Pittsburgh Sports. Coverage that connects. I just, here's the thing. I, if you've already made a change at left yeah. guard, just to kind of, because I'm, I'm still thinking about what you said there. You made the change at left guard, okay? That tells me, A, that they saw something on film with Kevin Dotson that was a concern to them. Either we can't have two of these guys on the left side. We need some more stability over there. Uh, we're we're willing. Yeah, go ahead. You're, you're, oh, you're on fire right oh, now. Okay. Go ahead. Yeah, go, I mean, you're, you're on fire right if, now if with I, what you're saying. If Isaac Seomalu can come in there and just stabilize left guard, then we can live with the learning process and the uh, – uh, what what am I looking for here? The You know, him being next to 
more being next to Seomalu there and picking up from him that maybe you have just some a bit more of an anchor on the left side and things aren't as chaotic as they've been over there for the last couple of years. Yeah, and, and that's the thing about it too. Like the the need for a vocal veteran leader, I think is what's been missing. Like in that transition that we had, Willie Colon was there for a good bit of it. Then we had Jonathan Scott around a little bit too. Then we became four, five, six-year players in a room and kind of ushered other guys in behind us. I I hate it again for Kevin Dyson, but you know the business is the business when it comes down to it. It it sucks, and I do I empathize with him. I I legitimately do because nobody wants to be that close <laughs> to your second deal. And you've played, you've started, still a nation who you are, and guess what? Poof, gone. Peter says, "Hey Moan, just a selfish question about your go-to order at any barbecue joint in Tennessee. Where do I go, and what do I get?" Oh man, uh, where <laughs> do you go? It's so many, and I, I it, it really is. That's an easy cop of my my go-to meal is a pulled pork barbecue sandwich with slaw on it and barbecue sauce. That's very specific. Whoo! It don't get much better than that. Most people want ribs. I'm not a huge brisket guy. I do like brisket, but that's more of a Texas barbecue type of thing. I've I've barbecue. I've smoked a few briskets here at the house. It just takes so much time, and you can't uh, make it. It's it's a lot. Sam says, "Hey, Moan, which Lev Bell made your jaw drop? Oh, I know mine. Which L? <laughs> which L, know which Le'Veon Bell play made your jaw drop? Mine, I have one that's way at the top, but go ahead. I got one, too. One is the one that I pulled on and knocked out a Baltimore Raven. That's number one in my list. The one that was most specific is the one where Cincinnati forgot to tackle him down the sideline. You remember that? He trucked somebody. Then other guys just looked at him and he just ran into the end him, zone. And he just kept going. Oh my Such God, a smart heads up play, that. though, too. Yeah. You remember that play? Yeah, but I'll tell you what, mine's going to beat yours. What's that? San Diego. Oh, my. Oh, it's because it was Dave that pulled, not you. No, but we Dave. needed that win. You hear me? <laughs> and for anybody who doesn't remember, it was at the goal line. This was at. In actual San Diego, I'm not misspeaking here and saying Chargers and referring to L.A. This was in San Diego. Yeah. And Lev came around the left, needed to get a yard, needed yeah. to get a yard. Mm-hmm. And Dave came out, David DeCastro, and pulled and actually, I mean, he beat Lev out there. People yeah. say the offensive line, you don't need to be an athlete. You yeah, they do. a big guy here. Go look at that play and never say again that a guard doesn't need to be an athlete. Dave beat Lev to that left corner. Yes. Okay. Dave took out one guy to the next century. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. And Lev still had to do this bizarre aerial twist like, (laughs) like this to get into the end zone for the Steelers to win that game. Um, That for me was just, uh, it was, it wasn't quintessential Lev because it wasn't his type of run, but it was his best play. You another thing about Le'Veon too, he was such, such y'all. Hear me out. A AFC North back that could catch, that could run. But Coach T, he got onto him early in his career. And I wonder if Le'Veon remembered this. Le'Veon had the 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 uh the personality to run out of bounds a little bit. And Coach T got him in meetings one day and was basically told him, Hey, when we got an AFC team on the line. We don't ever run out of bounds. And if y'all ever look at the way he approached AFC North opponents, Browns, 
Ravens, Bengals. He punished them every opportunity he could get. He was running the ball like Bettis, man. God, when he was in his in his prime with that, it was not it was it was nothing more beautiful out there on the football field. Chandler Chase says, hey, Moan and DK, thinking about how you moved to the left side to make yourself more valuable and made the overall line better, how would you, if you had to, shuffle up the current offensive line to make the best it can be? Would you shuffle it at all? <laughs> DK know this. The, the only question I had, the only spot I had a question on was the left guard position, right? That was the only one. Uh, Dotson being where he was and just being in and out of the lineup and whatnot was my only question with this OL. The way it stands now with Chooks, James Daniels, Mason Coles, Isaac Salmalo, and uh, Dan Moore, leave it. Build depth. Let those guys grow up and be the ones that's dragging everybody to the finish line. I leave it alone. Yeah, I just – if you if you've been blessed – to have your offensive line go through a full season mm -hmm. of everyone playing all 17 games, mm -hmm. a lot of them playing nearly every snap, uh, even if they had trials and tribulations and everything else along the way, yeah. that in and of itself is a positive, meaning not that they made it, it's that they had all that time to work together, to communicate and everything else. Management still felt a need to upgrade at left guard, uh, they, meaning Andy Weidel specifically, yeah. who came from the Eagles, knew Sal Malo, trusted him, and I'm sure he had a prominent role in saying, yes. listen, this would be a significant upgrade for us at left guard. But that doesn't mean you just start. No. And, and DK, that's, that's also a good thing, too, because you know Brandon Hunt went over to uh, Philly also. He did, yes. He was in the Steelers front office for a very long time, and <laughs> I hate to say we kind of traded guys off right there. Feels like it, though. If, if you have a very respected organization like the Eagles, say what you want to about them. I know there's some Pennsylvania hate, but Eagles and Steelers, like the brain trust of the way they operate, you got to get on board with it. And for them to have somebody in-house now that honestly – Put their feet to the fire a little bit, DK, and say, mm -hmm. you guys are good on the O-line, but I know a guy, and I know that's going to make you a little bit better. And and they made the move, DK. I, I'm going to be honest. I did not see Isaac Salmalo being no. signed to Pittsburgh no. Steelers whatsoever. That, to me, was a hard conversation with Coach Tomlin, with Omar, and just say, do we want to compete or, or do we want to just be good? And I think com getting competitive is where they are right now with that OL. Bunk Murphy says, hey, Moan, Steelers have one of the smallest coaching staffs. How can that be a positive slash negative? And I'm, I'm glad he brought up that it also can be a positive, can't it? It can be a positive. I look at it probably more positive than anything, uh, Bunk, because of this. You have less cooks in the kitchen. Everybody's on the same page. The focus point of the message rings out to everybody, and it puts more pressure uh, on the coaches to get the job done more than anything because, look, they know there's nobody behind them. You don't have the feeling of being relaxed. Like, your guys are your guys, and you coach them up well in those positions. It could be negative because why? It can be overwhelming at times. But I'll tell you this. The same amount of pressure that the players get, the coaches do too, y'all. And I think that's a good thing for everybody inside that building because you know everybody's going to be held accountable. Bruce says, hey, Moan, in 2012, did you really beat out David DeCastro for the starting position? We never got to this. No, we haven't. We never got to this, did we? Well, let's call Dave and ask him. 
I, I could ask Dave. You want to know what, what happened? This is why I always laugh. I'm going to take some just a, a smidge of time right here. If y'all okay with this, DK. It's your show. It says, I, see the, I see know, the logo but, in the middle? See the logo? I, but I like to give the, the crowd a really good uh, chance to ask questions and us interact with them. Uh, right. That season in 2012, I had just signed my tender, uh, restricted free agent tender. Uh, that was the highest amount of money I had on the table at any point in time. Okay. All this in the back of my mind that year, Dave gets drafted and I'm thinking to myself, Oh bleep. Okay. I know what's in front of me. I think the year before Willie Cologne had just gotten paid too at the time, like maybe four, five years, like 24 million or something like that. So I knew this Willie was going to be there. Mm -hmm. Dave was a first rounder. I was smart enough to know. I got to make something happen. This is why I always kind of tell you guys, what's for you is for you. I could have, and this is why I feel this way for Kevin Dotson. I could have tucked my head and just quit in camp. I really could have, right, DK? Yes. I knew the situation. I came into the room, and I'll probably have to tell it again when Dave comes on. Um, when everything worked out, I was starting at right. Willie was at left, right? No, I was at left. Willie's at right at the time. Or either way it goes. Um, Willie was on the right side. Willie was on the right side. I was at left. Yep. So what happened, we had that Friday night lights, and Willie ended up getting hurt, right? That's that's part of training camp for anybody who doesn't it know. It was. Willie, ankle just got rolled up. Yep. So what happened was uh, I go in, Dave go in. We played a game. Dave plays well. That's what they told me. Dave played well. We get to the point of camp again. and How I do they I'm, do that? Do they just walk past you on the bus and go, hey, you could hear the tones well. in the meeting. This is why, like, I don't feel sorry for guys that time, though, too, because everybody's faced with some bull crap, okay? <laughs> I, I knew Dave was had a good weekend, but I didn't really think it was like that. And I'm being respectful to my, 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 my line mate, my yeah, brother yeah, yeah, Dave. Yeah. Uh, but I was just looking at it like, don't lie to me. That's what I, Don't effing lie to me. It's kind of what I was thinking in my mm-hmm. mind. But you know what? Head stayed down. Again, I'm ready to go to work. Um... And then the next thing you know, the next week come around. And I think it was dress rehearsal week. What happened was they put the depth chart up finally. And right guard, DeCastro. Left guard, Willie Cologne. And I'm oh, thinking, oh. Okay. And what's so cool about it, too, which is that, why. That's I, not cool at all. But nah, It wasn't cool. But <laughs> what it was, Coach Kugler brought me into the room. And he said, moan. And he looked me in my eyes. He said, just know you had my vote. And he just kept saying, he was like, just know you had my vote, Moan. And I was just like, ain't nothing you could do. I get it. I understand it. So the game comes around the Buffalo game. We're in Buffalo. And I remember this thing. We're in Buffalo. Oh, no. First series. I know where this is going. First series. If yeah. maybe first or second series, the Castro tears the, SA, in the, the ACL. In the end zone. Just, in the end just, zone. Just standing there. I go in. Um, I go in and at that point, Marquise was out there, I think, and Pounce was like, Moan, this should have been yoked anyway. And I was just like, bleep it. Let's go to work. Willie's oh, everybody dapped me up because everybody kind of knew how I was squeezed at the point for the most part. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And ended up starting the season off season, opening starter. Uh, and then later in the year, Willie actually gets hurts again. And I move over to the left side. And come Dave in the Dallas Cowboys game, and the rest is history. Willie got cut in the offseason. 
Yeah, and and at the same time, one of the things that I think that we could actually do a whole show on. Oh on, my, on this that's stuff. how it went down. But the spirit of competition and how it works, and when somebody gets hurt, and the the feelings are are so mixed. Uh, not to you know, not to throw uh, or switch gears on you here, but you know, this week has been a really tough one for the Pirates across the river. They lost O'Neill Cruz, their prized young yeah. player, for four months at least. Okay, a big part of the season an enormous part of their team. And they bring up a guy from Indianapolis, the triple a team. Yeah. And he's in there moan with the biggest smile on his face. And it's like, he's not, you know, yeah. he's not yeah. being insensitive, but this is at the same time, what he's working toward. And he has to be positive about it because it's his opportunity. And by the way, Everybody in the room yeah. from Andrew McCutcheon on down wants to see this individual yeah. succeed. Yeah. It's just a, such a strange dynamic. It was. And I, I just got to put that up there one more time, DK. John, yeah. you're right. I I still do. And that's why I, I said how I've been so passionate about like uh, Kendra, I mean, uh, Kevin Dotson. You can tuck your head if you want to. But if an opportunity presents itself and you're not prepared for it, you're going to be out. DK, I think that was year four for me. I got seven more years after that. Yeah, You see what I'm saying? And yeah. again, I had no malice toward Dave. I understood the business side of the first rounder plus the paid guy. I'm the undrafted dude. Truth be told, man, I may have gotten cut unless I was just a depth guy. Because at that time, they weren't paying backup offensive linemen like $1.2 million. No, 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 no. That, that's happening now, but it, it, it sure wasn't back then. Uh, Chris says to hit that like button harder than Najee hitting a hole. <laughs> Jalen Warren hit the hole. Jalen Warren hitting the hole, and then Najee following him in the second half. That's how hard to hit that like button. Also, subscribe to the DK Pittsburgh Sports channel. Uh, yeah. That, that also makes a really big difference for this show. We love what we're doing. We want it to be a success. It's definitely on the road to being a success, <laughs> it is. Uh, to say the least here. Uh, John says he feels validated because you <laughs> saw his comment. John's a John's a good dude. Appreciate that, John. Absolutely. Uh, oh boy, here's a oh Delos Altos says, "Hey guys, the closer we get to the draft, and with the latest moves, I feel like we might move up for cornerback. You know who goes by jun- Junior <laughs> Junior. Uh, you know the thing about the about Joey Porter is, I don't know that he'll be there. Yeah. Okay." Um, he might or might not be the best corner, but there are teams, lots of teams that are looking for corner, like 32 of them. Always. Cause it's such a <laughs> passing league too. anybody getting an opportunity is moving up for a passing. I'll tell you guys this, this last two weeks of lead up for the draft, start looking mm-hmm. at all of that. Cause now the foolishness sifts out a little bit. Like right now, Bryce Young is, is the Vegas odds have been the number one pick. Like we knew that in the beginning, you know what I'm saying? And, and it's almost like, now the foolishness is moving moving out of the way. Uh, Joey Porter Jr. being a guy uh, that the Steelers could get, and I saw somebody ask the question earlier, do, do we move up for it? I mean, if you feel like he's mm-hmm. that important and a can't-miss guy, yes. And I know Gonzalez is phenomenal, man. He's top top eight, I feel like, at this point. I don't know if you're going to get Gonzalez, man. Yeah, there's a lot of, there's a lot of pipe dream stuff that's going to be heading – uh, in, in this direction here, Jans comes at us with rumors of Steelers. You know what? We had a bunch of really bad stuff that was on this string here yesterday that was like, really? What are you people reading? Those it's of draft you who put season. Those things up. It's just, I know, but it's like, 
if you don't get it from a real media outlet, please just yeah. let it go in one ear and out the other. It's some yeah. of this stuff was so nuts, and I'm not even going to do it any justice by rehashing what it was. Uh, yeah. Every year there's a position. Fat Cat says that falls. Which position do you think will be that position in this draft? A position that, in general, where the class tumbles maybe a little bit more than what you had. I'm gonna I'm gonna jump in first Go while ahead. you think about it. Uh, to me, I think you're gonna see tight ends yeah. fall because I I believe that tight ends are gonna start becoming like wide receivers in the sense that general managers will always presume that they can still get one yeah. in the second round. Okay. No doubt. It hasn't that happened a lot though with it wide has. receivers because they say, well, this this class is legitimately eleven deep in wide receivers or ten deep in this or whatever. Mm-hmm. All right, well, we have other picks. We'll hang on. Yeah, uh, the position I think that's going to fall quarterback. The, the, I've heard this after those first two, C.J. Stroud and Bryce Young. Yeah, it's such a gap. So you don't I, think four is automatic out of the top five or out of, even out of the top ten? I, I think it's a position that could slip. I can see them dudes going ten plus is where I see those dudes sliding at. And that means you could have a guard. You can see a run on corners. I, I almost feel like you'll see a run on corners before you will uh, the run on quarterbacks at this point. I just can't see it. D-tackle, they say all they want to about it. Jay Collin Carter is still going that high, okay, because now the conversation's getting quiet around it. Yeah, he the is. conversation's quiet. Yeah, yeah, they're not going to worry as much about trans- uh, transgressions or so forth. Doctor Shadow wants to know your favorite coach. Favorite coach, uh, Munch, hands down. Don't even didn't even think twice about it. No, but I was he, around him right after him. I mean, him and Coach Tomlin in the same boat to me. Those two coaches love Coach Mitchell. Oh my gosh, great dude. Those those three just legendary as legends can get right there when it comes down to it. With Munch, it's different for you guys because you're not the only one who speaks of him that way. Yeah. For Munch, it's always about the level of instruction and the intensity of instruction. Yeah. And Moan, I'm going to share a little fun thing here with you. Go ahead. But in, in Latrobe, when you guys would do your work, it was always up against that hillside. Remember at Chuck Knoll Field? Like when you guys would do the individual work, mm-hmm. the offensive line work, it was up against that grass hillside. <clears throat> yeah. I'd be sitting there. Because I just liked watching you guys work. Everyone else is down. They're covering at the other end of the field. They're watching. I'm watching right. the line. Okay. So I'm sitting there by myself in that end zone, and I could hear and watch what he was doing with you guys. And I felt I felt it was educational from a reporter's standpoint to see what that what that instruction was like because he treated Marquise Pouncey the same way he treated some undrafted guy who just <laughs> rolled in in a Kia Sorrento. Yeah. Okay. And 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 he and he would do it but in, in the most calm professional matter of factly way this thing that you're doing here no do it like this yeah. or do it like this yeah and i thought to myself you have to have the confidence of someone who yes yeah. who Who's has done it who has done it at the highest highest level <clears throat> you- and that's how he act but without big time in you no what oh my gosh he'd be He'd be salt of the earth, as some people say. Just like mm-hmm. he go about a way that one of the guys would. You heard Marquise bring it up the other day. Like he extended all yes. of our careers by how he treated us and approached to how we uh, went about our careers. To hats off to Munch at all times. I got one too, DK. If you don't mind, real quick, yep. is this one? I think it's okay to address this one. It's necessary. It's from Tony Rodriguez. He go, hey Mona, 
I saw that Devin White requested a trade from the Bucks. Should we pick him up and make up for drafting the wrong Devin at linebacker that year? Uh, that, that Devin went sooner than ours, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. Uh, Devin White did. Everybody knew he was a dog. I think he wants to go to a competitive team right now because Tampa doesn't have much. I love that idea. I'm going to be honest with you. If we can go after him and have Elandon Roberts up the middle, look, huh, chef's kiss. Okay, you want to talk about dominance? Yes, we and, got about $9 million in cap space right now. Yeah, and Cole Holcomb is in that mix too. Uh, yeah. but, but but the problem with Roberts and Holcomb is that they're they're too similar. I don't want to call them Spillane. They're better than Spillane. Right. Okay. But you still need that dynamic playmaker type in the middle of the field. And if you don't feel that that's going to be available in the draft, hey everyone, here's the other Devin. By the way, I just want to say in Devin Bush's in, in Devin Bush's defense, yeah, a lot of people in Pittsburgh at the time said trade up to get one of the Devons. Trade up to get one of yep. the Devons. And as a result, I think a lot of people around here thought that these were supposed to be equal players. Devin White was always the superior player. Yes, he was. Yeah, and that's the reason he went sooner. And I think that's why Pittsburgh moved up. I worked that draft for us that year, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yes, I love that idea. Omar, if you want to listen to anybody, listen to me on this one, okay? Y'all clip Omar in this one. Go get Devin White. I like it. <laughs> Ken took offense to my Kia Sorento. I saw that. <laughs> uh, Dead Sea Monster wants to know if if you like bad weather games. I like rainy, uh, cold snow games. You want to know why? AFC it slow, North. It slows down the defense, baby. Oh. <laughs> you got to come to the mud pit with us. That's why, oh. DK. Yes, we play a position in which we go backwards, man. <laughs> think you're about a, that you're a sled yeah we're the sled we're the human sled give me cold give me snow give me rain i'm for all of it plus all kids and yes we were kids playing the game all kids like to play in the mud oh no amos wants to know uh hey mo what are the chances that the steelers end up better than the bengals this coming season that actually does matter Amos, we're going to have to work for that one, my brother. Yeah. I'm going to be honest with you. We, we got to get some work. We got to stay healthy. And uh, <laughs> a small pro tip, Kenny Pickett better grow up really fast. Real fast. Real fast. <laughs> okay. like uh, and, us- and George Pickens, too, because when yeah. you're talking about competing with Cincinnati, you're going to talk normally about outscoring Cincinnati. Well, they're going to score all day long with all those receivers and that quarterback. Which also lends to the other fact that I don't think you need to get rid of Deontay Johnson because of that. I don't know how most people feel about him. I see you biting your lip right now, DK. Yeah, I see it. I see it. <laughs> Richard says, y'all sound like you read three books a week. I love it. <laughs> Why? I, that's, a, that's, that's very interesting right there. Do I don't we, know what that one is. Do, do we sound brainy or something here? Uh, maybe we got a smart show because we got smart listeners, DK. I mean, that's what that uh-huh, is, right? Uh-huh. Ryan Maxwell says, uh, what Steelers lineman has you most excited for the upcoming season? Which, of, which of the five or six? Isaac. Isaac. Really? Isaac does. Yes, you he really does. like him. You really like I, him. And it ain't because he got 73. I like him because I've watched him. I watch him grow up in his league. And year seven, eight, nine is that sweet spot of finesse and growth, even more so. So, yeah, that, I'm, I'm there for that one. Mm-hmm. Tim Carson says, Hey, Mo, knowing football as well as you do from the inside, do you all get tired of fans second guessing everything all the time? Be honest here. Some of it's valid, but the real answer is hell yeah. (laughs) (laughs) 
like people think we want to lose on purpose and we're not trying and it's you know we were we go to the west coast and lose intentionally no no uh i, oh, I get that. it yeah what was wrong with you in oakland oh my i God. know man i'm telling you the kid the quarterback from ohio state prior terrell prior Nobody had a game plan for him that weekend. He pulled that first ball and ran all the way down for a I touchdown. I watched Terrell do that in Jeanette High School uh, one night in a in a rainy game out there uh, at – what's the name of their stadium? I forget now. I'm sure somebody will put it on here, but Jeanette Stadium. It's yeah. not just Jeanette Stadium, but it's where they are. And he did – Moan, he did that six times in a yeah. game. He was unfair, an incredible athlete. Yeah. I might have been the only person in that stadium – who wasn't? Oh, yep. There goes Terrell. There yep. he goes. Eighty yards. Was it eighty? It was. Just, it was long. Just, just yeah. You know, I think it was first play. He just he went around the right side. And From just, that point, and just, just we were loaded. Gone, man. Good. Uh, and we were playing on that baseball field that day too. And, and sure enough, Mike Yorio comes in. It is McKee Stadium, McKee right Stadium. in the heart of of Jeanette, former Glass City. You here. can see it going to camp. Paul says. Steelers will be better when Coach Matt goes back to coaching some college. Yeah, uh, do we like do we like Armin Watts as uh, he was picked up late last night by the Steelers? He's defensive line depth. He started about half the time, Moan, when he was with Minnesota. Yeah, uh, to me, he strikes me as kind of being um, for to put it into modern terms for Steelers fans. He's going to be like your Isaiah Bugs. Okay? Yeah, yeah, he's going he's to be Bugs. Uh, a guy that can play the run on the way to the pass. That's the way he's going to end up being, but that's how you got to be in this league. You got some dynamic uh, quarterbacks around in the AFC North, especially with a full 17 with Deshaun Watson. You better get some dudes that can get off from. Yes, I like it because of the experience also. A couple more today here. Patrick says, uh, hey, Moan, here's one I'm tired of. Tomlin didn't have his team prepared. Explain how much of a bad loss is on the <laughs> – I think you just did – preparation by the coaches and or the execution by the players. I'm going to tell you all this facts. I don't want to ever gaslight you guys. I don't ever want to sell you wolf tickets with how we do stuff or how we approach this show. Patrick Mason, sir, I will not ever do that. The level of uh, preparation and, that goes into what Coach Tomlin does – uh, with us, and he knows the offensive game plan. He knows the defensive mm -hmm. game plans. Um, from the time the game is over, he's watching film, managing guys. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, before we get in, he's had meetings with the cornerbacks, the defense, the outside rushers, his coaches, the outside, uh, the offensive coaches, and go through everything. He he he. It's it's more than just seeing him with the stern look on the sideline and hearing guys saying he's a cool dude. I swear to you guys. Ask Shazier if you respect him. Ask Troy if you respect him. Ask James Harrison if you respect him. The level of preparation that he has is what we inherited also. It made you understand he's working three times as harder than anybody in the building. Isn't it funny, though, that the same people who casually and caustically refer to Tomlin as a cheerleader or a player's coach are the same ones who say, why doesn't he have the motivated which which is it? Which <laughs> one? Is he rah rahing all the time, or did he fail to rah rah? Make up your minds with what with what it is that you got here. We're gonna close today with this one because it's so good. Yeah. Gino says, "Hey, Moan, who is the most freak athlete you've ever been on the field with?" 
Now, note that Gino just says on, on the, the field, field it could be way. a practice field, too. It means it could be somebody on the other side of the ball, the most freak athlete you've ever been on the field with. I have an idea, even though I am obviously not on the field, but I'm going to pick my own guy that you've been on the field with that would be my choice. That God, because I'm thinking about the other side of the ball, too. No, like, no, no. Uh, uh, opponents. You want me to I go first? I got guy in mind. Go ahead, no, no, go ahead. I got him. Go ahead. Martavis. Right. Yes. Oh, wow. Oh, that's incredible. Martavis. Like, Bryant. I thought I was going way off the reservation here. No. Mar- yeah. Martavis Bryant, y'all, a freak. The dude looks like a NBA small forward yeah. with a chest like a middle linebacker. There's arms. nobody like Martavis. No. Nobody. Nobody like Peter Martavis. Peter says Mike Vick. Mike Vick, if Ramon had played for the Atlanta Falcons. No, but I even still saw Vick you know. do some crazy stuff in practice, though, yeah. too. But like, pre, but before prison, before the dogs and all that yeah, other stuff, there was nobody like him. One hundred percent. Him, Shazier is in that conversation. Yeah. Also, too, Troy. Troy, we're getting a lot of Troy here. Everybody's sneaky jumping in now. Athlete man, Troy is a sneaky freakish athlete. Ultimate twitch muscle guy, by the way. Yeah. Before this that one, became a thing. A hundred percent. This one, Ryan Maxwell. Yeah and no, because AB, will, I mean, coach will be quick to say AB is a harder, is a better worker than he is athlete. I mean, AB made himself into an ultimate athlete because he worked so hard. I'd never take that away from Antonio Brown, man. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I, I got one too, real quick, DK, that's, that's really insane. I think with just, I'm going to get in, I'm going to get out of it too. I saw a lot of people asking yesterday because of the article with Dwayne Haskins, man. My approach is this, and I'm sure it's yours. It's very unfortunate. I don't think it's our position out of respect for his family to go deeper into that conversation because every time somebody probably say something about it, there's a deeper dagger into the ribs about it. I'm sympathetic. I've heard stuff. I'm sure you guys have also, mm-hmm. but there is no need for my opinion on that very, very unfortunate situation, especially with some of the stuff they chose to put in the article of why they're you know filing a lawsuit and whatnot. That's just a bad, sad look. Yeah, there's. Uh, this is one of those the situations. I feel like let's let's see it play out. Uh, yeah, if, if it does, you know, if it does end up, you know, going to trial or who knows what, you've got to file charges. You've got to find people who did it. Uh, it. There's a long, long, long way to go in that. That's not avoiding the subject. It's no. just saying that there's not enough of a subject there. It's uh, not not on this one. That's tough. And you're right, Amos. <laughs> I tried, y'all. DK, you know I tried with Martavis. Oh, I know. You worked. You worked um, him. I, I tried with Martavis, man. Gosh, you're right. He had all the and, potential. And in I got to say this again, too, on, on Martavis's behalf, and we're going to call it a day here, is remember that what got Martavis in trouble a handful of years ago wouldn't, wouldn't get him in trouble today. He'd mm. just be another guy. Yep. He'd and you'd have had no issue with him. Does that mean he should have broken the rules? No. Does that mean that the rules were stupid and that's been yes. seen since? Yes. So let's be fair to Martavis and wish him all the best in his new league and everything else. But, man, what did Ben say about him? He, he, he'd never seen anything like that. Never. Never. Who could jump, run, cat? He also had hands. From a dead stop, dude. <laughs> oh, From a, All you guys had to do was throw him one of these, like, Quick slants. Yeah. You didn't even have to block the play. You know what the you other coldest part? You didn't even have part? to block the play. He if was you, gone. If he had AB's work ethic, the moon, okay? The absolute moon is where he would have been at. 
Yeah, but also sometimes you know how that goes too. You're born with you're born with gifts, and you don't have to work as hard. You don't have to be Vince Williams. You don't have to be Ramon. Me, uh, yeah, Ramon. Not just the sixth rounders, but the non rounders. That's non rounders. That's that's a big difference. Hey guys, listen. Thank you so much uh, for tuning in and all that other stuff. Make sure that you hit subscribe on the DK Pittsburgh Sports Channel, and then like the video comment on it meaning in the other comments that show up afterward pass the word too. uh these things we don't advertise no nah, we don't it's through y'all everything that you see here is as organic as it gets so let's do it again let's do it again tomorrow it'll be hump day <laughs> stick around you never know what i might do after the show right DK? oh no <laughs> he's the pixar desk lamp here we go <laughs>